0: welcome back for another episode of the blue white illustrated recruiting podcast sean fitz and myself actually have quite a bit to talk about this week Uh, we'll get into daniel harris decommitting from georgia what that means for penn state moving forward Nitley lions also hosted an official visitor this past weekend 2023 running back cam wallace we'll touch on that we'll touch on Dakari nelson going to old miss and also wrap up the podcast with a look at uh, who all made it for the maryland game this past weekend let's get it started All right, Fitz. It's good to see you're back from the dead. <laughs> Rough Dude, weekend man. for you.
1: Brutal week. Uh, yeah, I got floored last week with something. I don't. Even, they still don't even know what it is. But uh, hopefully, my voice will hold out. I know I've done a. We did a meeting yesterday. Did not hold out yesterday. Hold out yesterday. But feeling good. Got my hot tea. Got my cough drop in. So hopefully, we can make this work because we got some recruiting to talk about.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like we've. You know, we've been doing this for, I don't know, a month or two now, and I, I don't feel like we've had a, a juicy show yet where we got a lot of substance. I mean, I guess maybe the Ohio State-Minnesota whiteout visitor list, but uh, we got some good stuff to talk about today. So let's let's roll right into it. Uh, anyone who pays attention uh, to, to recruiting probably saw Monday night Daniel Harris, uh, one of the top cornerbacks in the country, decommitting from Georgia. This was someone that, that Terry Smith worked really hard on. And, uh, you know, I, I felt – when it came down to his commitment to Georgia, which uh, was that in July, I believe it was in July July 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It felt like Penn State was one, maybe second, maybe third, but they were definitely top three or so. Of course, he ends up committing to Fran Brown in Georgia, now opens it all back up. Sean, I'll throw it to you, just kind of what are you hearing here? But uh, it it sounds like good things uh, might be on the way for Penn State.
1: Yeah, this is something that picked up over the weekend. If you're on our boards at Blue White Illustrated, uh, we talked a little bit about a potential Top top target opening things up and really didn't make a ton of sense for a cornerback. But when you look at what Penn State has in their class, probably going to end up with Lamont Wade as a or excuse me Lamont Payne as a safety uh, instead of a cornerback, which gives him a little bit of wiggle room. But this is a kid that's top fifty in the country per on three sports, so I think he's going to be a plus one regardless for, for Penn State. They've been working on him for a long long time. Um, and Harris is a guy that came up for an official visit at the end of June it was actually his last official visit. Penn State did a fantastic job recruiting him and, and making an impact on him that weekend. Unfortunately, Georgia, that's a big dog right there. So, um, you know, they, they were the ones that ended up winning out over the summer. But Penn State stayed persistent. Uh, Terry Smith, Jay Cider, Sider, Anthony Poindexter, a host of others um they have been recruiting for a while so kind of gave the heads up on Sunday we were expecting actually him to, to back off on his commitment on Sunday evening it did not happen until Monday so a tenuous few hours I'm sure as Georgia tried to talk him off the ledge this is not a situation where Georgia was okay to see him go they still want him in his class but um uh, Penn State has made quite an impression on Daniel Harris and this is one that uh we will be watching closely I'm, I'm not uh I'm not sure what it's, it's Tuesday morning, so will an RPM pick be in by, be in by the time that this airs? It's very possible, um, but we like where Penn State stands coming out of uh, of his decommitment from the dogs. Uh, it'd be huge. It would be ultimately a, a class type top or a class topper type, um, and for a group that has played defense the way that Penn State's played, a group that has played corner the, the way that Penn State has played, it's a it's a lot of momentum. It's worth taking uh, taking notice on a national level. Yeah, this
0: is Terry Smith's development, uh, having a big – and just what we've seen at, at corner over the last couple of years, I think that's having a big impact in, in, in Harris's decision here. If he were to commit, I kind of – would he be like one of the highest-ranked corners to commit? I, I, I Off the top of my head, I don't I remember. See, so, I
1: mean, Kalen King was yeah. up there. Uh, Kalen King's a great, great, really talented corner. Um, Joey was a four-star. Joey Porter was a four-star. I mean, this, this is who you put him beside and you say 6'2", uh, can run obviously got those long arms i mean that's the blueprint right there is joey porter jr um but joey was i think you know when i was at 24-7 we were really high on joey um but i'm not mm-hmm. sure everybody was because you weren't really sure is the corners his safety is going to grow like his dad and be a linebacker because his dad i think was a receiver when he went to colorado state so um mm-hmm. there were just so many unknowns but uh, i know that that he was a highly regarded recruit but this is a top 100 kid um He's got, uh, I think, a 10 7 1 uh, four, or excuse me, 10 7, 1 100. So he's got uh, even better numbers athletically than Joey had. And Joey was a really, really good athlete. Joey actually surprised a lot of people, ran in the high four fours when he arrived at Penn State. And that was kind of like a, a light going on moment for, for Terry and that defensive staff. So, um, and by the way, Joey still continues to be criminally underrated, I think, by Penn State fans right. just because. You know, not, not much happens on his side of the field, which is a great thing for a cornerback. But aside from that, um, yeah, I think that, that he would be probably the top. I mean, not e- not even cornerback, oh. but defensive back. You know, he, he would be one of the top defensive backs that they've brought in uh, over the years.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on three had Kaelin King as the 11th ranked corner. Uh, they have uh, Harris as the sixth rank. And then if you look at the consensus, Kalen's a little higher there, 14th in the consensus and uh, Harris is 20th. But either way, I mean we're talking about top talent here. And I think, again, I'll come back to what Penn State has done with Porter and, and Kalen and, and their production at that position. I think it's having a, a big impact on Daniel Harris I mean, here. I mean, you've got a potential first rounder in Joey, which Penn State's never had a first round cornerback.
1: And then Kalen's probably a second rounder and, you know, mm-hmm. Johnny Dixon's pretty good. Marquise Wilson is actually pretty good. He just, you know, really hasn't played because of the guys in front of him. So things are looking
0: pretty good at that cornerback position and and they continue to do so. Yeah. And you look at the safety, too, that's just the depth of safety moving forward. I mean, this is, you get Daniel Harris in there, you get a few other guys, and, and it, it could be massive for them moving forward. So we'll see how this plays out. I mean, I'll say this right now I will probably have an RPM in how you by the time you guys see this. Uh, so just uh, if, if you're confused by that right now, I expect to have one in uh, here very soon as we're recording this again, late Tuesday morning. So we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, whether it comes in the next couple of days, whether it comes down the road, kind of hard to say just because with him opening up, you know, a lot of awesome schools are going to be coming after him and, and trying to make a late push here. But uh, Penn State feels good about the situation and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I feel pretty good. I, I don't know if this is going to be a uh, this week kind of thing, but it certainly Hey, seems hey we like know everything possible.
1: always goes to plan when it comes to recruiting. So, you know, you can, <laughs> yeah. you can say whatever you want now, and by the time this airs, maybe we've got a different answer for you. So that's why we've got right. message boards. That's why you've got no books. That's why we've got so much coverage on Blue White. By the way, uh, like this video, um, follow us on the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel and all of our social channels for that matter. Um, but, uh yeah, busy, busy time. You've only got a handful of weeks until – Uh, signing day for the class of 2023. Um, Penn State continues to work on that group, including an official visitor this weekend, Cameron Wallace, uh, running back from Montgomery County High School in Georgia. One of those names that uh, came up uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about resetting the recruiting board. Uh, Wallace was a late addition to that and ended up on campus for an official.
0: Yeah. So I, I didn't know he ran a 10, five, six. I knew, I knew there were some good times out there for him. I didn't realize it was a 10-5. Yeah. So that, that's something I learned the other day. Uh, But I I caught up with Wallace last night. This is a recruitment Penn state should win. The, the, the only reason why I'm hesitant here to to really push the chips in at the moment is just because he's going to take his time. He made that very clear. Uh, Washington state already has an official visit set with him for December 2nd to the 4th. If, if Penn state doesn't beat out Washington state, I'd be obviously running back. Yeah. For running back nonetheless. Uh, uh, let me try to think who else. Oh, Kentucky, Florida state and Michigan state. Those were the other three schools he mentioned to me. We know Auburn, Mississippi state, a couple of sec schools are in there, but the big takeaway I got from this was one, the visit went really well from the perspective of it. It Cameron just wasn't Cameron wasn't the only one, you know, excited about Penn State, enjoyed his time, but Penn State was really excited about him. And when you're getting a player on campus for the first time, that's always a big part of this, right? I mean, they, they liked everything on the field. They liked the, the over-the-Zoom uh, conversations, over-the-phone conversations. But when you get a player and his family on campus for 48 hours, how you mesh is very important. And that all went really well. Everybody from both sides uh, speaks really highly about that part of the visit, So that's important. And then again, just when you look at who the other schools are out there, Penn State's pretty Production at running back. A lot of things make sense here for Cameron Wallace to end up at Penn State. But we're pro, I mean, he's probably going to go all the way to the early signing period. Maybe it'll go later. He wants to have it finished before then. The thing is, just if some other big time schools come knocking on December 10th, he knows maybe it'll give him something to think about. Yeah,
1: we're we're looking at late risers here and and riser is the emphasis uh he seems to be on the ascent in terms of his recruiting stock. There's an awful lot of running backs out there and and players in general that picked up offers from Penn State as freshmen, sophomores, maybe early in their junior campaign and now all of a sudden they're not even on the radar. This is a guy that they offered back in early October or mid-October, I believe it was. Um, and they've picked up that and, and gone running for, for a late riser. I mean, this, this kid can play football. Uh, they threw some, We threw some highlights up here on the YouTube channel um, as you were talking in that last segment. And uh, he's, he plays defensive back. He can play all over. He's not as big as we thought he would be coming into it, about 5'9", five, nine, five, nine 170. I think he was listed at 180, 185 at one point. But y- you'll deal with that. I mean, that'll be um, – you get a chance to see his frame, see how much you think you can work with him with your strength staff when you get him on campus. And that's why those official visits and that extended time is so important with them, but uh, they think they can work with that. Be interesting to see, of course, Christopher Johnson, um, the fantastic, uh, athlete from Dillard in Fort Lauderdale is still another guy that's uh, close to the top of the board. He was at Ole Miss this weekend uh, for an official visit. I think Ole Miss probably took the lead um, from Miami in this one. Penn State's still got to get him up for an official visit. That's been something that they've been talking about for a long time. So they'll see if they can get him. maybe for the Michigan state game, maybe that weekend in December um, when that, when we're starting to see some visits uh, come along there as well. But uh, that running back, Room continues to be or that running back discussion continues to be hot and heavy because they need somebody to not only compliment London Montgomery in this class, who, of course, Montgomery, it's going to be a while until he is ready to go again as well. But you see the things that that Nick Singleton and Katron Allen are doing and they, they need some depth in that room.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, let's just say, it. I mean, it's, it, when you look at the the talent, two freshmen, Kevon Lee's going to have a decision to make. Uh, well, that's not beat around the bush with that. I, I think that's right. And when you look at how hard they're going for another running back and stuff, I mean, I think it's, I don't think that the, his decision's final or anything like that. No one's ever said that to me, but it's just the writing's on the wall. He's going to, he's going to have a decision to make there. So
1: Yeah. And, the, and they'll, they'll look for the portal too. I mean, we've talked about this mm-hmm. before as well, because you've got, uh, if you have a chance to add a guy, I mean, John Lovett did not live up to expectations at Penn State. But if you can find a guy like that that's played some football that can really help you out, um, play maybe even that Devin Ford role that Devin was playing the first four games of the season, then you've got an opportunity to sort of bolster that room without upsetting the cart of, hey, Nick Singleton's a stud, Catron Allen's a stud. These are obviously your top two guys next year as well.
0: Yeah. OK, well, speaking of Ole Miss official visits, uh, we'll segue to Dakari Nelson. The the first thing I'll say is I have not spoke with Dakari yet. Uh, we've been chipping away at it a little bit. But uh, between all the Ole Miss people <laughs> reaching out to him and us trying to bug him, uh, he's kind of laying low at the moment. Uh, the one thing I'll say is, according to our colleagues down there, he did make it. According to people I speak with, Penn State didn't really want him to make it. That doesn't mean that there's going to be friction there or not, but they did talk to him about it and, and didn't want him to, to take that trip. So we'll see how that plays out. The one other thing I'm hearing at the moment, though, is that Alabama may be poking around a little bit. Interesting. Zakari uh, had a massive season, seven interceptions. Uh, that's that's pretty, pretty impressive. I don't remember too many times seeing seven picks. Uh, For a defensive player, he also had a forced fumble and, you know, obviously a ton of tackles. Uh, Really had a good season. Selma's season is done now, too. They just lost this past weekend, so that frees him up for a couple more weekends if he chooses to take some visits. With that said, Sean, I'll throw it to you because you've done most of the reporting on this situation over the last couple months. Petsay continues to suggest that they feel pretty good about this. So I'm torn on where to go here, Um, and obviously I'm just curious to see if he were to maybe visit Alabama.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll back you up on that, that Penn State seems to feel pretty comfortable. The relationship is strong there, absolutely, um, between uh, Dakari and Poindexter and and Manny Diaz and those guys um, on the defensive side of the ball. The thing comes down to it, I mean, we're looking at logic here. I mean, Ole Miss is not far. Auburn's going to come back into the mix at some point because they're going to hire someone. If it's Lane Kiffin, then, I mean, that's obviously a connection point there. And then all of a sudden, Alabama. I know they're not having Alabama season, but they're still Alabama, Mm -hmm. so – that's going to be something that you have to, you know, lean on your relationship for and hope that it can withstand all that stuff. Um, that's a Southern player in a Southern stronghold that, uh, you know, you you really like. You really want him in this class. He, he really likes Penn State and I, I believe wants to be in this class as well. But at some point, you have to consider the logistics of everything. So um, I, I don't see Ole Miss as the program that's going to pry him away. But this is something that Penn State for the next six weeks is going to have to Five weeks, I guess, is is going to have to deal with because it's not going away. I mean, this is this is crunch time. This is why you build those relationships in the first place. And and with Dakari Nelson and maybe some of those other guys down south as well, you're going to have to deal with, uh, you know,
0: the, the reality of the situation here. That's a long way from home. Yeah, and this is why Penn State stays on their commits as hard as any school out there. I mean, how many times have we seen guys flip to Penn State because their previous school they were committed to, you know, wasn't wasn't staying on them and and you know talking to them as consistently? So that's the one thing when I talk to, to Penn State people too, they they feel always feel really good about the relationships they've built and how it impacts uh, not just with the player but the family as well. So we'll we'll see. I'm gonna keep keep working on the car, hey, Sean. You're gonna keep working on the car. We're Hopefully we you know we'd love to get in touch with them here in the coming days, but we'll we'll see how that plays out. Uh, we're rolling pretty quick on this one. Uh, as Sean said earlier, please give us a like on YouTube, uh, subscribe on Blue White Illustrated. Just ten dollars right now until till, till uh, the entire or till the uh, start of the twenty twenty three season. I uh, really appreciate you guys doing that, and of course uh, give us a like and everything like that on Apple and Spotify. Uh, the last thing we really had to talk about today, I thought, was the, the Maryland visitor list. It wasn't much. Uh, I was a ton of potential walk-ons, and we're going to see that again for Michigan State as well. I think that Michigan State game is going to be heavy walk-ons, maybe a few 2024 guys. Uh, the last time I talked to somebody, they they were suggesting there probably won't be official visitors that weekend. The official visitor weekend sounds like it's going to be December 10th to the 12th. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll I think, that, I think
1: that for that week. weekend would be just be like a break glass in case of emergency type official visit. Yes. And If you can't make it in December, then – I mean, I don't think they want to host – over Thanksgiving. That seems like a nightmare in terms of travel logistics and everything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's good to have in the back pocket, but they would rather push those back to December when you've got a big weekend, you can do your big thing that you do with a you know, the commits coming back, even though most of them have you already used their official visits, the commits come, can come back for unofficials. Uh, Keyshawn Blackstock is going to come in for a visit. Joseph Mupoy, um going to come in for a visit that weekend. So you've got things that are starting to line up which is ideally the, the weekend that you want to get everybody out,
0: or all your targets up, but we know it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, Sean, anybody 20, I mean, I guess we could talk about 2024, Nigel Smith, uh, Darian Mayo. They were two pretty good prospects that made it up. Trayvon Dunbar is another one. No, nope. I <laughs> up with Nigel Smith uh, the, the other day, uh, top 50 defensive tackle prospect from Texas a player I honestly did not really talk to anybody about before uh, learning about this visit. Uh, I don't know, a couple days ago, really. Um, you know, he's ranked 77th by on three, number 50 right now in the on three consensus. And really what he, this, this is a situation where Penn State does a great job getting a foot in the door with players early before they can initiate, you know, phone calls and text messages. This was one of those guys where they didn't really were, weren't able to get a foot in the door. And then once September one came and they were able to start talking to him, uh, all credit to Alan Zemitis on this one that, that Alan Zemitis is the, is the main reason that, that he came up and visited this past weekend. Now he's taken what four or five visits to Ohio state, Texas, A&M Oklahoma. I mean, there's a lot of schools here that you're you're going to think are probably going to be top five uh, ahead of Penn state for the time being, but Getting him up here, uh, he was able to not just go to the game, but he, you know, did the photo shoot, did the tours, uh, saw facilities, campus, all those good things. It was a very positive visit, um, reaction for anyone that read my story. I think there's that's a good uh, leads to a good opportunity for Penn State to get him back, uh, but clearly he's just not going to be a player that that's going to be easy to land.
1: Yeah, it's a foundation, is what it is. I mean, you you try and set that for an off trip, whether that's in, for the spring game or maybe an official visit next year. Um, you know that that's one of those things where you look. He's from Melissa High in Texas. Not too many people have popped up from Melissa High in Texas to Penn State, so that's one of those things yeah. where get those relationships going. You said about Islands of Midas, we hear that a lot about Islands of Midas. A strong relationship guy there. Um, but, yeah, that's one that uh, you just file away and, and hope if you're Penn State, you can get them back uh, on campus next uh, spring or summer and, and maybe make it there. Um, some 2025s, uh, DJ McCleary, uh from Henry Snyder High School in New Jersey picked up an offer from Penn State this weekend, talked to him a little bit. Um, excited. Uh, got, the, got those regional offers. I love to see an offer list for, for a kid that's two cycles away. Pittsburgh uh, Rutgers you know Boston College schools that you know don't land ev- all these kids but do a pretty good job of evaluating talent and do a pretty good job of putting themselves ahead especially Boston College you look I mean Boston College offers a lot of kids but at the same time some of those kids that pop up as late risers already have a Boston college offer um, they do a good job up there Brandon Caesar 2025 defensive tackle big big kid from Cleveland Heights Ohio made it. Um, and then you mentioned Darian Mayo uh, from Good Counsel. Bud Coombs, the 2025 running back from DeMatha, was up. Coombs has been up a bunch. Uh, Mayo was a guy that they just offered a couple of weeks ago that we um, talked about, I think, on our last show. Big kid, close to 6'7", uh, 240. He's got long arms, got a lot to like there about Darian Mayo. And he's a he's a player, too. I mean, he's he's not just a guy that that's going to grow into that frame and eventually, you know, turn from the baby giraffe that's walking around into, you know, a full-grown uh, edge rusher the kid can play so i'm excited to see the development of Dary mayo also another wrinkle in there we've had it on our board i don't know if we've mentioned it in stories or everything originally from york pennsylvania so mm-hmm. certainly connections there um to the penn state uh you know uh, program not really to the program but to the Penn State lineage and and the fan base and all that kind of stuff. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Also, another big uh, walk-on weekend, as you mentioned. Penn State got a walk-on commitment from Liam Powers from uh, Southeast PA. They offered Ethan Black, the fastest player that we saw at camp this year with a 425 uh, from Connemara Township. And uh, Bucknell commit Joey Pauco, a defensive end from Pottsville, um, you know, that, uh, these are guys that, uh, you want to keep in state. They, they've got plus traits in terms of, um, speed with black Palco's a heck of a player, um, maybe a little bit undersized at six, two and a half 220, Um, but you've got, uh, you've got a lot to like, and some of those walk-ons have started to creep into the territory where they're starting to, to to provide a little bit of, uh, of depth. I think three walk-on offensive linemen played on Saturday. So you've got uh, or three walk-on freshman offensive line. That's an important distinction um, played on Saturday. So you've got a chance to bolster up your walk-on program by showing them, hey, if you're good enough, you can play even over, the, over some of these scholarship
0: guys. I actually watched the Empower's last year against phil pacciotti that was the game i went to uh penridge versus central bucks east uh and i i'll be honest i, I didn't know liam a whole lot at the time but he actually pre- performed pretty well in that game by the end of the game i was asking his coaches about him and um you know he, he i think liam had an offer for fordham st francis uh int- you know visited temple delaware stony broke a bunch of those schools so uh, i think that's a, a certainly a solid pickup for penn state from a pwo perspective
1: yeah, absolutely. Oh, you sorry, at, <laughs> I thought you were going to talk, Scott. I'm just about to cough. I know my voice does not, does not have much time left. But Ian Harvey from, I think, Spring Ford um, down in, in Southeast PA, he played as a true freshman. Jim Fitzgerald plays a true freshman. Sam Siafa was a teammate of mm-hmm. uh, Drew Shelton, um, played last week. So that's really cool. Um, last thing on Ethan Black, man, PIAA, uh class 2A, excuse me, 100 and 200-meter champ there's legit speed there and he's he's a good player like he he can he's got a nice skill set i wouldn't be surprised if some lower level offers i know he's got a bunch of ivies after him took an uh, official visit to princeton um as well dartmouth after him so smart kid uh you know good kid this is the point the the point i'm trying to make with ethan black i watched uh township west branch highlights I don't do that. Like that's not, those are not two schools that come across. Um, but just to watch Ethan Black, I did that earlier this fall, and it surprised me. My wife used to work at West Branch, which is this big, a tiny school um, in the suburbs of Phillipsburg. If that tells you anything, so um, it's really uh, it's really intriguing to see a guy with this type of speed who can also catch the football. You think Drew Hartlob. It's hard not to think Drew Hartlob when you've got a guy that's that's testing uh, similar num- with similar numbers.
0: Yeah, we got to watch him at camp this summer too. So it's it's. I mean, he I think he camped three times, or at least I know he camped at least twice. So, say two or three, um, yeah. Yeah, he, he was up quite a few uh, quite a few times, and uh, you know got got to watch him make plenty of plays over the summer. So we'll see where that ends up. But uh, Sean, your voice is running out, and uh, I'm toast, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I definitely thought you're going to, you're going to talk there and, and uh, it was just a cough. So let's end this one. Uh, appreciate you guys. Obviously, obviously for watching and uh, you know, as always please subscribe T Frank's racking up those numbers and uh, you know, I promise him I'd do a better job at promoting, <laughs> promoting the YouTube page. So please subscribe, give this a like. And uh, of course on uh, Apple and Spotify as well. Uh, Sean, I'll wrap this one up, man. It sounds like your voice is pretty much gone, but uh, T Frank appreciates you producing and uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you guys next week.